When your child comes out as LGBTQ, you need a place to find the right tools to help you and your child thrive. This is the podcast you need. Hi, my name is Jenny Hunter, and I am an advanced certified faith-based family coach. And I have coached over 10,000 hours helping families with LGBTQ children become healthy, thriving families. I'm so glad to be with you today and this beautiful afternoon. You know, my husband has taken a new job and he's traveling so much now and I miss him. I got to tell you, I kind of like my guy and we've been in, you know, COVID, like before COVID, he would travel a ton and have church meetings and all the things. And um, this was like the last thing that is now going back to normal that I feel like we're out of COVID and he has got a lot. And so it's like adjustment. It's, you know, with marriage that you're always, I think, always readjusting and doing things differently. And so I was feeling a little bit of what I'm going to talk to you about today. And that is self-pity. Self-pity is uh, emotion that I think all of us like to indulge in, but, um, and wallow in. But I love this quote by Joyce Meyer, where she says, You could be pitiful or you could be powerful, but you can't be both at the same time. And so I really love to feel empowered in my life as I bet you do. And feeling empowered really is a mindset. Okay. And, you know, self-pity is, I would say the opposite of empowerment. If you were like to do a continuum and I get it, like there's things in our life, especially when we have children that come out as LGBTQ that we, I know I was in self-pity a lot. Like I self-pity it. Like I kind of wallowed in it in the beginning, to be honest with you, because I really felt like it was unfair and um, my life was not what I wanted it to be. And I felt like it was all out of my hands. And I was not just dipping my toe in the self-pity pond. I think I was doing laps daily and it felt horrible. And it felt like um, I wasn't creating the self-pity and I was, but the problem with it is it was creating actions that was creating results that I did not like. And those actions just kept getting me stuck into that cycle of it. And until really my um, coach was like, you keep fighting with reality. You keep, why do you um, keep choosing to think these thoughts? Like really helping me see that I was creating the self-pity and you know, I don't want you to feel like I'm saying it's not okay to feel sad and disappointment. That is what I call clean pain and what is normal pain for you to feel. And that is normal. And you need to process those feelings all the way through. But when you switch over from disappointment to self-pity, that is when you become um, less empowered. And I'm going to teach you kind of how you know you are. Like when problems arise and we get stuck in self-pity, you then it becomes such a cycle. It's like you're automatically go to in any difficult situation and it becomes a mindset and not just, it just stops being just a feeling you're feeling. It really becomes a mindset of how you're viewing life and making sense of it and being stuck in that makes you feel disempowered. Um, you can't, your brain will shut down and won't find creative s- solutions and you really won't achieve what you want in the long term. So regularly feeling sorry for yourself over a long period of time can actually lead to really some serious consequences in your life, like depression, and it can lead to really serious physical health issues like heart disease 
and even more alarming um, uh, article written in the independent states, which this blew me away, said that self-pity can be as bad for your heart as smoking 20 cigarettes a day. That is how impactful your emotions are. I want you to realize like your emotions that you create really do affect your health. It is your body and your mind are really tied in together. So contrary to much you might want to read about self-pity, it's not just emotion. It's then becomes a state of mind. And it happens when you focus too much on your own problems and believe like you are a victim of whatever the circumstances is. And remember, the circumstance is neutral. It is what we think about it in every single time is what creates the self-pity. So the mental focus leads you to feel that set of emotions like sadness, anxiety, hurt, and help, helplessness. But the good news is there are many numbers of ways to change this debilitating state of mind. And the sooner you realize like you are in self-pity and the best way you could get started to get out of it and it gets easier and to drop self-pity for good. And if you are thinking thoughts like things should be different, um, things are unfair, you're fighting with reality, you're wishing people would be different, that is clues to you that you are in self-pity. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, that emotion usually is tied in with self-pity because you really feel like these things are happening outside of you and you're not realizing you're creating it inside. So I'm going to give you seven tips of how to get seven tools to get out of self-pity. And the first one, you're going to be like, what is compassion? And this is the first stop to getting out of um, self-pity is the compassion stop you need to be on. Because when something doesn't go the way you want it to, instead of like trying to grin and bear it and just like say, it's okay, it's okay. I want you to allow yourself to feel sad. We are really meant to feel a whole range of different emotions. Like this human experience isn't to be happy all the time. Isn't everything supposed to be rainbows and daisies? It is for us to feel sad sometimes and allow yourself to really feel what you're feeling. And when you're feeling it, be compassionate with yourself, just as you would with like a dear friend or loved one. Um, talk to yourself like, this is sad. I, it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel disappointment. Because if you don't process what you're feeling, it will come back and get bigger and bigger and like bite you in the butt. Like it will affect your energy. And so leaning in to whatever situation, whatever circumstance that you are feeling sad about, I want you to lean hundred percent into the sadness and how I do it is like, when it comes up, I just be like, okay, there's sadness again. It's okay. I can feel sadness. Sadness is like really feeling compassion. Just like if you had, um, somebody who was grieving over a death and they were feeling sadness, you wouldn't tell them to stop feeling it you would just say it is appropriate. And so really when you're compassionate with yourself, that is where you get the energy to process that emotion, to love yourself. And that emotion starts to let go of you. Okay. So first is compassion. Second is be aware that you are causing the pain. This is really the turning point between a healthy feeling of hurt and sadness and moving into um, self-pity. And because it feels so good to begin with, it's like easy to like blame other people. It's easy to feel like this is just the way it is to not take responsibility. And when we let like our feelings of sadness go into feelings of like things should be different, they should be different. 
and you're fighting with what the reality is, that's where you kind of miss the door and you're like, oh, my sadness is now gone into dirty pain. And you don't realize that you're causing yourself additional pain. It's almost like you keep stabbing yourself with a fork, okay? Or you're putting lemon into your um, sore. And I want you to realize your circumstances never cause you pain. It is always how you are interpreting that circumstance and your thinking. And there are always options to your thoughts. And we know this because other people, people have lots of different thoughts about your circumstance, right? Um, if you ask 10 people on the street, they'd have a different thought with what's going on with you. And you know that there's a range of ways to think about it. And if you realize like you're causing yourself this feeling of self-pity, once you come aware of the pain you are creating for yourself with your thoughts, then you can make, that is a place, once you place of awareness, then you can start asking yourself, are you sick of feeling self-pity? Because I don't want you to change until you're fully aware that you are causing it, not somebody else. And then kind of getting sick of it. Like I'm feeling sick of feeling self-pity. That is when you are tired of the story you're telling yourself. That is no, when you're, you are ready to change. Okay. The third tool is refuse to be the victim. Um, victim mentality and self-pity really go hand in hand. And you got to remember, in order for you to be the victim, you are making something or someone a villain. And you're making somebody like maybe the big bad villain in your story, which means you think that something outside of you needs to change to make you feel better. Like the villain needs to change or the situation needs to change. But this is just really how your brain is telling you the story. I want you to realize like there are no villains, not saying that people don't do horrible things. There are many human beings that do horrible things, but you always have a choice whether you're going to be the victim in that. Um, and how you change this is by retelling the story when you are the hero. Um, and I'm saying like, there are horrible things that happen and you usually are showing up and are the hero, but you're not giving yourself the credit for it. So start giving yourself the credit with how you are showing up. And that is when you will gain power back into your situation and you will not feel like the victim. You know, you can't control the circumstance, but you can always control how you show up, how you interpret it, how you think about it. You know, like um, when my son first came out, like I was just like making him kind of the villain, even without realizing it. And I was a victim to his sexuality, which is embarrassing and ridiculous to say. But then when I like really stood back and be like, no, like I want to be the mother I want to be in this situation. And in order for me to do that, this isn't Nick's fault. This is how Nick was created. This is who he is. And there is no villain, you know, everybody's just doing the best they can. And that kind of thinking gets you out of the victim mentality and really empowers you and gives you options to um, drop the self-pity ball. Okay. The fourth tool is find the hidden thoughts that are keeping you stuck. And as humans, we have, you know, it ranges from 40 to 60,000 thoughts a day. And just because you think a thought, it doesn't make it true. Okay. We think thoughts all the time. That is not true, but we feel like it's true because our brain's thinking it. And here are some questions that have helped me see how like my current circumstance could actually be beneficial to me and, and help me question the story I was telling me that was causing me my self-pity. So here we go. How can I make myself a priority? So I have more to give to others. How can the future be better because of this? What do I love about my life? What am I grateful for? How is this perfect for me? How is this happening for me, not against me? 
How can I make choices that benefit me and everyone and around me at the same time? I'll say that again. How can I make choices that benefit me and everyone around me at the same time? And I love this one. How can I make what is happening fun? And I'm not trying to make light of any situation, but if you could find some thoughts and some ways to look at it in a lighter way and a less heavy way, and that's fun. So either fun or less heavy, that gives you the stepping, the baby steps out of self-pity. Okay. And I'll put those questions in the show notes so you could go back and um, use those for journaling prompts. All right. The fifth tool is change your focus. You know, we focus on what we focus on. I know that sounds redundant, but really is like our brain filters out. It's main to filter out. It's, there's so much going on that our brains are really good about filtering out what's unnecessary for us. And so we have to really guide our brain of what to focus on. And it's very hard for our brains to stay in self-pity when we start noticing the good. So really beginning each day by writing down five to 10 things you're grateful for. And even like, say it's a situation that's kicking your butt. I want you to say five to 10 things you're grateful for, like what you're learning, how other people are serving you, what has changed about you. There are things I guarantee you at least five things you can find out, even the most horrible circumstance, something to be grateful for and making them different things each day, like not repeating them. So then you see these things and you're brain's job is to go find the evidence for those things. And it's like from the simple things like the drinking water coming out of your tap to the bigger things like having technology, you know, where you could talk to somebody or Marco Polo, like there, we live in a world of miracles every day. I'm like, wow, like we, like the, I love our world and I love there are good people everywhere. Like I see goodness everywhere. And the more I get in the practice of doing this daily, it's really hard for me to feel self-pity when I am staying in that awe and the wonder of the things there's horrible things like right now, there's horrible things happening in the world, but there's just as much, if not more good. And as you practice that attitude of gratitude, you change your automatic default thinking from negative to positive. But this is just like going to the gym every day, like the muscles, this is a muscle that you have to keep working on. Okay. The sixth tool is when self-pity really feels heavy. I want you to make a date with self-pity. And that means like, it's going to come up to you all through the day. And, but when it comes up to you, you're like, nope, we're going to schedule self-pity is at six o'clock and it's three o'clock and I have things to do. And so schedule a time for your brain where you look, put a timer on and that is your self-pity sadness and timer. And maybe it's 15 minutes or maybe it's five minutes per day for a week. And the key is to really process these emotions during that time allotted and understand what you're creating with those feelings. And then when that time is up, you let the painful thoughts go and the feelings go. And one of the best tools, I think, when you're processing emotions um, is I like to like lay in my bed, close my eyes and visualize that I am either walking into the room of self-pity or I'm sitting on the shore and letting the waves kind of lap, like the self-pity lays lap at my feet. So really feel it in your body. And it usually 15 minutes of this, you are done with it. It is, it just, it really does let it go. So setting a date and letting yourself feel that really is going to help you manage your self-pity. And the last tool is finding evidence of how you are lying to yourself. And this is really important because our brains lie to ourselves all the time. And so the strategy is really challenging your brain to come up with three ways that your painful thought is not true. So for example, your initial thought might be, 
people in my life are not dependable. And then I want you to answer in three ways how people in your life are dependable. And you got to push your brain to challenge these limiting beliefs because your brain will be like, yes, they are. It's, you know, its job is to make our thoughts true, right? To find the evidence for it. And so when you give your brain alternative thoughts, then it gets a little confused and it really questions that initial painful thought. You know, life is not meant to be easy all the time because that's not why we are here. And humans, when we have a here to experience like a variety of easy situations, pleasures, problems, all of that for our growth. And within each unwanted issue is the opportunity to grow and create a better life. And so giving yourself the support and looking for solutions to create the life experiences you deserve from the standpoint of like not being self-pity, but really empowered, your, no, your problems will loosen and will no longer have the hold on you that they had once before. So let me go through those really quickly again for you. Strategies, if you're feeling self-pity um, about your child coming out, I want you to go through the seven steps and reach out to me if you get stuck on a, any of them. It's compassion, be aware you are causing the self-pity, refuse to be a victim to your circumstance, Find the hidden thoughts that are keeping you stuck. Change your focus. Be intentional about continue to redirect in your brain. Make a date with self-pity. Make a date where you're allowing yourself to go all in the self-pity. And the seventh is find evidence of how the thought that is causing your self-pity, how you're wrong about it. Name three other thoughts, like kind of debated in your brain. Think about debating in high school. And so all of these seven things will release you from that cycle of self-pity and we'll be able to get you unstuck and be able to process your pain so that you can come on the other side and feel that clean pain and feel that acceptance and feel that empowerment that you want to have in any of your circumstances that might feel heavy or a circumstance you haven't chosen. All right. I love you. Please reach out. Um, if you love the show, I would love for you to give me a review so other parents can find it. I have um, so loved hearing from all of you and your ideas about things I could do. And I, um, I've taken those and what those episodes will come up, those suggestions you gave me, keep them coming because I am here to serve you. Have a great day. Where have you found the support that your family needs? I would be honored to be that support. I have created a virtual coaching program specifically for Christian LGBTQ families. Come check out the coaching community, Lifted Together with Jenny Hunter. In our community, you will find a safe space to process all the emotions and all the things that you need to find the support that you will need to help your child thrive. You will find it in private coaching, group coaching, and I have created hours of content just for you. When you are ready to thrive as a family, please come check out liftedtogether.com slash membership.